0: oh my gosh uh, uh, it's gonna be bad this cheese is gonna make me safe word it. oh it's gonna make me safe word all over this room <laughs> Oh. So Haley always takes every joke that she ever says too far. You've noticed I have to try to rein her in on this podcast, I'm sure. That's not true. Even just last episode. No. Um, of me telling her to stop no. and we needed to move on because she's taking too much time <laughs> making a joke. It's was, they're good jokes, and I feel like I have a right um, to. But because of that, Haley and I have a safe word, which is safe word, um, <laughs> that if Haley's getting too uh, aggressive or gross or awkward with her jokes that I say safe word. But it normally starts with, Haley says something and I say, okay. Okay. And that way. And then I say, uh, stop. (laughs) Which means, like, that's the precursor to safe word, and then Haley will say something else, and then I'll say safe word, and she will actually stop. Yeah, I will always stop for safe word. She will. Even when she has a really good joke, and I appreciate it. She gets upset sometimes. Oh it's so good, the joke! And I'm like, nope. Can't do it. Uh, so, I want, oh, well, let's just do introductions. Okay. This is hysterical history. It sure is. What kind of perspective is it? The broad kind. The broad perspective. Because we're broads. We're broads, and we talk about a broad variety of stuff. We do. That's Alexis. And that's Haley. Hey. 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 Uh, and today we're going to be talking about the Great Cheese War. <laughs> Of 1935. Ooh. Uh, I want to set the stage for you. By which I mean I want to set the, uh, the recording room scene. Okay. We have our new chairs that we got. We have our new chairs. We haven't gotten rid of them since last week. I mean, it's, yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, we have a computer set up for recording. We have mic. Beautiful. But, uh. Rose gold microphone. Well, it's not rose gold, just gold, but... <laughs> we can pretend it's gorgeous and I love it every second of it. <coughs> uh sound quality is also good. But unusually, this is new, we have a cutting board and a knife and a slab of cheese yes. that is wrapped in a double layer of protective uh blocks. Zip yep. And it's just sitting there menacingly <laughs> waiting. <laughs> Uh, which is the cheese that we are going to be discussing? The cheese over which the Great Cheese War was fought. It's great, and at the end of this, we're going to try some. Apparently, it's real terrible and stinky and bad. Uh, apparently, but uh, but maybe we'll, I'll like it. Maybe we'll like it, which could be the the worst. <laughs> outcome, actually, if we liked it. It's probably the most boring outcome. Oh, this is good. I think we're going to get contacted by our housing people and like told to do it off off the grounds if we do like it. They're going to be like, we've had complaints from from neighbors down the street. (laughs) From neighbors like, they're a street over. We've gotten calls. Uh We've narrowed it down to you. We hired a private (laughs) investigator. It's real bad. It could only be you. Either it's cheese or you're killing people and storing the bodies in your apartment. And both of those we will not accept. (laughs) Both of those void your lease. (laughs) So, bye. Cheese and bodies. Hit the flow. Either, either. Okay. Have you ever heard of Limburger Cheese? I have because it's right there. No, you haven't. haven't. Um, I feel like I'd heard the name before, but I didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Limburger uh, originated from uh, an interesting little corner of the Holy Roman Empire, back kind of where modern-day Germany and Belgium and the Netherlands are. Okay. Uh, It's apparently incredibly foul-smelling. We don't know yet. When when it's fresh, like when you first make it, it's uh, just like a normal hard cheese, kind of like feta cheese. Okay. Uh, But then it undergoes a... uh, a maturation process, transformation, when bacteria is added that decomposes it into a creamy cheese. Ugh. This S- does not sound appetizing, <laughs> and it positively reeks of ammonia good and this uh one of the places i'm going is says imagine if a soldier or a homeless person wore the same boots for six months without taking them off once oh no now imagine the soldier or homeless person taking the boots off and sticking them into a giant pile of monkey poo <laughs> and then getting a perm in a slaughterhouse oh no <laughs> There's such bad smells I want to say when we went to pick this cheese up at the local German cheese shop uh-huh. in Bellevue because of course Bellevue has a German cheese shop. Yeah. Um they we like asked them where it was and she pointed to the freezer. <laughs> She's like we have to keep it contained <laughs> because it smells bad. She's like it's stinky. We have to keep it frozen. Frozen. So we had to actually wait a couple of days for it to uh thaw. thaw. Yeah. And it, it's still cool, which I don't know if that's going to affect it. affect the smell, sure. but um if it does it can only be to our benefit. Right. I don't know how much you guys want to hear us actually throwing up. Mm-hmm. Did um, you get a bucket? No, I didn't. You didn't. Um, okay. Well. And there are screens on the window, so you like you have to right. run, make a run for it to my, my bathroom. Okay. If, I mean this is a spare room, so if you vomit in here, it's okay. No, don't vomit <laughs> in here. Don't do just that. talking about vomit's not good though. Let's just keep going. Uh, I feel a little like Sal right now. Yeah, it lands in the back of the throat already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I understand it because like so we watch Brett and Link a lot, who yeah. eat a lot of crappy gross food. Mm-hmm. And Link will say that it's just like the thought of the thing that makes him sick. Like the actual eating it doesn't isn't that bad, but mm-hmm. like thinking about it makes him sick. And I'm like mm-hmm. thinking about being sick is making me sick. So let's just go. But uh the the bacteria they use to mature the cheese is the same bacteria that's, like, on your body Ugh. or one of the bacteria that's typically part of your normal floral organism. Sure. Biome, uh, which is why it smells like stinky feet because it's the actual stuff that's on your feet or in your armpits. Haley used to be getting a degree in microbiology, which is why she knows all these science words that I don't know. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> uh, and I, I just love microbes. You do. They're great. I some mean, people, I like them, too. Some people get super grossed out, like your entire body's covered in tiny organisms. There's, like, more organisms inside of you than, like, your actual cells. I'm like, but that's awesome. Right. It's like your body employs a workforce of, like, super trained, like, defense ninjas. <laughs> right. It's awesome. It's cool. Anyway, but it's, so it's like people, bacteria. It's like people, Mist- bacteria. bacteria. Um, so this I is believe- the closest we'll probably get to cannibalism. Hmm. That's not true. Okay. We could eat people. That'd be pretty close to cannibalism. I mean, that would be cannibalism. <laughs> I mean, it's, Could like, be, pretty close. That'd be it exactly, actually. Uh, I feel like eating pig is closer to cannibalism. You think so? Okay. I mean, just because it's, it's so similar. Like, the texture and... And, yeah. like, pig anatomy and right, okay. the meat. That's fair. Uh, But this is close in, like, a different way. In a different way. Sure. This is, uh, this is our bacteria at work. It's, like, specifically eating feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically eating... Like, if your feet was made of dairy... <laughs> Uh, like your If, feet was if made your of feet dairy. was formed from I think it's, like I think it's a, were, because <laughs> feet is poor. Feet were your feet was made of dairy. Your, your wear feet your were, were <laughs> formed from the hardened culture liquid that came out of cow teats. Okay, let's stop again. We gotta move on. <laughs> there was the I'm stop. Gonna, I'm gonna vomit before <laughs> we even go. Just go. Talk to me about the science. Uh, so. 19- History. 1935. Uh-huh. And this takes place in primarily Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, which, uh, if you're not from America, you might know. Might not know. Uh, Wisconsin know. is famed for its cheese. Yes. It's, it's called America's Dairyland. They're aggressively into their cheese. They're aggressively into their cheese. They're- which, <laughs> if you're from the West Coast and you have heard, like, California, uh, like, happy cows, happy cows make happy milk or cheese or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin's have never heard of that no. before. They, like, don't allow it into the state. Right. Like, like we talked about with butter in Norway. It's like, no, the, their state has their cheese and that's it, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's because of the high number of... Uh, like, Swedish and German and Belgium immigrants there we go. Uh, that came to the U.S. in, like, the 1880s. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them settled in uh, Wisconsin. And, yes. they, and and neighboring Minnesota. And neighboring Minnesota. Hey, dear, ho, dear. Minnesota. there, ho, there. Hi, there, We're allowed to do that because I'm very Nordic. <laughs> and I lived in Wisconsin for a while. Done. Anyway. Uh, so this is like, yep, they would do this. Uh, <laughs> and we've been watching Making a Murderer. <laughs> yep. Uh, but they brought Limburger with them over. Of course they did. Why, what is it with people in Northern Europe and the stinkiest things possible? Or the worst tasting things possible? Why do they bury fish in the ground and lie? Why do they love black licorice so much? Why did they bring the smelliest cheese to America with them? Why do they do these things? This is turning into like a a rabid anti immigrant podcast. <laughs> no, it's why not. do they do th- and then they bring it to our house? <laughs> <laughs> but those immigrants are my ancestors. <laughs> I'm just like and I'm like pleading with my ancestors beyond the grave, like, why did you do this? Why are, why are you like this? Why are you like this? Uh, email us at <laughs> <laughs> hysterical history podcast at gmail.com. please. To answer this. Explain it to me. But then, like those white answer people can't handle spice, but they can handle like rancidness. Right. I don't know what's up with that. It's the farther north you go, the worse food gets. Mm-hmm. You know. But like, like also, England's bad. But then you get up to Northern Europe, and you're like, what's happened? It also gets like bland. Maybe they do it because there's like, what? What else are you gonna do? I mean, I guess. What else are you gonna do? But like, don't bury it in poison. <laughs> there's only so many times you Stop can it. eat fish for. Like, what else can I do? Maybe I can make booze out of it. Maybe I can bury it. That's why vod- that's why vodka is so popular. It's like people got bored of just eating potatoes. It's fair. We have so many potatoes. What do we do with the rest of it? Alcohol. We make the, like the most the strongest alcohol that has been ever created. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> so fun. Anyway, uh, and then we can get through the dark winters. Sorry, I'm Charant. having. I'm just, sorry about my my ancestor hate happening. Continue, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so as like as soon as immigrants arrived to the u s with their cheese uh people started making fun of it uh, yeah, like immediately like it's possible that the very first Limburger cheese joke was made on Ellis Island Wow that's that is literally immediately. If people don't know Ellis Island is like the island with, where all of the boats for immigrating come from in America, <laughs> like if you're coming from the uh from east oh or I mean gosh. west, I should say, no east. My yep. brain—it's from the east, which is west of us. Yeah, so yeah, we are, um, we are west of the east. Yes, but if you're coming from Europe, I should say, I guess, that west. That's where you're coming from. It's—it's uh, it's all confusing. It was called uh, the cheese you can find in the dark. Vaudeville acts of German or Yiddish immigrants, mm. uh, even a young uh, Groucho Marx, were said to speak oh. Limburger English. What does that mean? Uh, it's just like racism. Okay, that's what it sounded like, but <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to double check. I'm like, does the language come along with this cheese? Yeah, like when I first read it, I'm like, does it just mean that like something about the way they pretend to speak? No, it's just because they can sounds, smell it on their breath. Yeah. Yeah, while they speak it. Yeah, sense. it's like Limburger breath. That's uh, rude. Mark Twain used Limburger in a hey. short piece called The Invalid Story, in which a guy- uh, Invalid takes, or invalid? Uh- Invalid? Invalid? What's it? I think it's just how you pronounce it, but I... I've never heard of invalid. Invalid? It's like an ostracized person, I think. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, so he takes a dead friend home by train. No. But is mistakenly given a box of guns. And the box what? is placed next to a shipment of Limburger, which begins to stink, so the protagonist just thinks it's his dead friend stinking up the rail car. What? And he doesn't realize that it's a box full of guns. <laughs> uh, in real life, um, an Irish woman in uh, New York tried to commit suicide in 1895 because her German husband ate Limburger. Are the time you serious? And tried to get amorous with her after he had eaten. It. Holy crap! Like, just kill him! Don't kill yourself! Just kill him! Just kill him! <laughs> He's the source of it! He's only going to do it on his next wife. Right. (laughs) Don't punish her, too. Oh, no. Holy crap. Uh, That same year, a strike broke out at a dairy in Newark when a Swedish worker smeared Limburger all over equipment as a prank and caused huge anti-Swedish sentiment to boil over and cause the Swedes to walk off the job. Stop doing this. Uh, And by stop doing this, I mean stop with the cheese. Stop with the cheese. I don't mean, like, I mean, I obviously don't want them to be prejudiced against people, but, like... Stop making it so easy. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't. I don't want to blame the victim, but, but uh, I mean, we'll see. we we have it here. We'll right before we'll, we started. Haley made me take a pack with her that we would actually eat it, and I was like, "Of course, I'm going to eat it." And then now I understand why, because it causes people to kill themselves <laughs> or to just hate a group causes, of people. It causes people to want to commit murder and suicide. And suicide. I, See, and it's it's causing me to dislike my ancestors, so. <laughs> uh, let me see. For decades, uh, and possibly still, comedies and cartoons featured Limburger cheese whenever something smell, foul smelling was needed, especially in, like, Warner Brothers. So whenever you gotcha. have a plate of, like, white yellow cheese and it has the stink lines coming off of it, it's implied, Limburger it's basically cheese. implied to be Limburger. Gotcha. Uh, like Penelope Pussycat tried to escape from Peppy Le Pew by hiding in a Limburger factory to throw off her scent. Ah, that's smart. Uh, a cartoon dog had Limburger dumped on him while reading the A Rose by Any Other Name line from Shakespeare. Okay. Uh, and the last cartoon... Oh, that was the last cartoon of the Golden Age of American Animation. Hmm. And Tom and Jerry have Limburger, like, all the time. Sure. It's the stinky, it's the stinky cheese. Hooray. Uh, I mean... Some of these articles are saying, like, it's apparently, like, everywhere. Or at least it was when the the writer was growing up. Okay. Like, you could get it from a Piggly Wiggly. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, but, like, we had to go to a specialized delicatessen to find yep, it. Yeah, to a German cheese shop. Like, this is not something that you just, like, sell in an average supermarket. Or no. at, least, at least not on the West Coast. No. And I, and I even said, like, when we, I'm like, I bet Bellevue has it because we have just, like, literally everything. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, artisanal, sure. fancy crap but that nobody else has. But that's just because it's, like, a city that can provide, like, artisanal, specialized shops. Right. But, like, there's no way, like, if I was living in eastern Washington still that I would have been able to get it. I would have had to order it online. hmm Okay, so down to the actual history. I just wanted to explain what we're dealing with here. Yeah. So, uh, the city 1935, mm-hmm. a doctor in Independence, Iowa... Uh, you know, deep Midwest yes. country. Uh, saw a woman with a sinus infection, sinus issues. Uh, this was, you know, before Sudafed, yep. etc. So he recommended some Limburger to open up uh, those nasal passageways. Sure. Of course. Oh, you got to open up your, uh, your nose. Well, clearly we're in Iowa, so we don't have any spicy food, so get some Limburger. Perfect. Perfect. So, uh, an order was placed, uh, with a cheesemaker in Monroe, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. John Burkhart, Monroe's postmaster, approved the shipment, and the cheese was on its way to Iowa. Thanks. Uh, Monroe is the... Which, for people who aren't in America, that's not very far. No. there's a couple states. They... I think they touch. Do they? I think so. I thought there was something in between them. Uh... I thought there was an I-state in between them. I mean, I think the thing that's in between them is hatred. <laughs> Did you say Iowa? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Ohio. No. Okay. Iowa. Yes. Yeah. They touched a little bit. Okay. Because, yeah, I was like, Ohio, I'm like, there's at least, yeah, there's at least one I stayed between them. There's two. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was confused. Okay. So there's, like, Wisconsin, which is near the uh, the Great Lakes, if you know where that is, kind of near where Chicago. Yeah. And Illinois. And yes. Iowa's down towards, like, this, the southwest corner of it. Yeah. They touch a little bit. Uh, so the mail carrier in Independent, Iowa, was so offended by the smell of the cheese that he refused to deliver it. He just said no. I want to. Can we take a break for a second and talk about the U.S. Postal Service? Yeah, real quick. I would um, love to. Specifically about that is ridiculous to me because like <laughs> their their motto is supposed to be like in rain or sleet in any in snow in yeah. any weather mm-hmm. that they're gonna get you your mail to you. Yeah, that they're going to be there. Like they're like. The most efficient, um, like, service in America, by Mm -hmm. far, and quite possibly in the world. Right. They, uh... Disgustingly efficient. There's the movie with Kevin Costner, Mm -hmm. where he's, like, the most dependable man after some apocalypse. Yeah, it's like, yeah, apocalyptic doom, and he's the postman. Because the post office will always deliver. Right. They will not be stopped by anything. No, not even apocalypse. Not even apocalypse. Um... And, like, people complain here a lot about the Postal Service, mostly because they have to wait in lines um, when they go to, like, send uh, letters or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but f- for almost everything, it's extremely cheap, you know. Like, most of the time you can send letters right. and things for under a dollar, mm-hmm. um, and it's super efficient. Yeah. Like, you can get, you know, a letter across the whole country in, like, a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah easily it's really good yeah it's amazing and there's a lot of complaints but like it's supposed to be like they'll get anything anywhere you need as fast as possible mm-hmm. there's like an honor to it yes like a a deep non it has nothing to do with like politics or money or patriotism or uh, anything it's just like a duty to the job yes Uh, And a job well done. And that, like, you know, you don't know what you're delivering. This could be extremely important for someone. Like, Mm -hmm. important news or whatever. Like, it's a a private company in Castaway, but that, like, you know, he saves the one package and finally delivers it. Tom Hanks in Castaway. Yes. And he finally delivers. It's like that kind of thing. Like, it's going to get done. It will. So, (laughs) this man refuses. He's like... uh, No way. There's something in there that if we let it out... Like, it's going to be the devil. It's going to kill everyone. Like, it's, it's so bad. As like, a moral obligation, he won't deliver like, it. Like, morally, he won't do it. It's uh, amazing. Uh, so he doesn't deliver it. At the time, uh, this is 1935, there's a postal rule prohibiting uh-huh. the mailing of foul-smelling goods. Okay. So the guy uh, carrying it appealed to uh, his local postmaster, Warren Miller who agreed to send it back to Wisconsin. Okay. He didn't really examine the package. He just, like, trusted his guy. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> it's fair. So, uh, as we said, Wisconsin is synonymous with cheese, and that's because of the, like, German-Swiss immigrants. hmm But they mostly came over in, like, 1840s. hmm And this only takes place, like, uh, like 100 years later. Right. So if you insult... Uh, like Limburger and Monroe is the capital of Limburger, even in Wisconsin, right uh, you're You're not just uh, like insulting the state or the institution of like cheese manufacturing or like some small specialized cheese maker in Europe or, or something like uh, or this cheese that we got is imported from Europe, I think mm-hmm. uh, You're insulting someone's like father or grandfather. Like, someone who's actually there on the farm, like, making this. And their livelihood, and, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, Burkhart, the um, Monroe postmaster, took it personally. Of course. He took the insult personally. He repackaged the cheese and returned it back to Iowa. Hmm. He's like, oh, hell no. Right. Take it back. Get it where it's supposed to go. Do your job. And also, it's for someone, like, medically. (laughs) like there couldn't be a more urgent reason to get it to someone like I need you to get this to her now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if it's going to work, but like right. and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the the postal workers knew. I assume they didn't. Um but still. But still. It doesn't matter. No. Do your job. You're and he's a doctor, so he's like, "Oh hell no." So Burkhart repackaged it, sent it back, and then Iowa sends it back again. Uh, Wisconsin, Burkhart. It's like phone tag, but with <sighs> yeah, stinky like, cheese. <sighs> no, we're serious. We're not delivering this. This is an affront to humanity. We said we wouldn't do it. <laughs> so Burkhart just pissed. Mm-hmm. Wrote to James A. Farley, Postmaster General of the United States. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And Farley had no idea what the problem was. So Burkhart sent him a sample of the cheese. ha <laughs> That's so funny. In The same package used to send the first package to sure. Iowa, uh, and the Postmaster General of the U.S. agreed that the uh, it was pretty bad, it was pretty mm-hmm. uh, pungent, right? But he also said that it wasn't hazardous, right? So it's it, not going to kill anybody. It's right. not like toxic waste. It's just cheese, mm-hmm. so it should it should have to be delivered. But still, Miller in Iowa refused to deliver the cheese. What? No. The federal government has told you you have to do it. You can't say no. You can't say no. That's why we have a federal level. That's why we have a postmaster general. He's like the president of the post. Yeah. Barack Obama of the post office says, he deliver it. gets to pick. And your, your state-level guy's like, no. You're getting fired. No, I can't. It's terrible. So at this point, the media gets involved. Of course. Uh, 1930s, it's... Uh, You know, Great Depression, Dust Bowl, Hitler, Mussolini. Just bad news, bears. Yeah, for like a lot of the world. 15 years later, or earlier, uh, molasses floods. Right. Terrible. Yeah, the the early 1900s (laughs) in America, like the first half was bad. (sighs) It's not good. It's bad times. They didn't even let us drink for half of it. Right. It was terrible. Uh, So this is like, it's weird, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's kind of fun. Sure. Noah's oh, dying? Yeah. Uh, so they you know I mean except for that maybe that lady with maybe her nose problem. Maybe that lady with her nose problem. Yeah. Uh. So this is just what the country needed. Uh so Burkhardt really Burkhardt of Wisconsin challenged Miller in Iowa to a cheese duel. What does that mean? <laughs> it's time for a cheese duel. All I can think about right now is like the classic American duels if we're gonna shoot each other. Which are, by this point, extremely illegal. Yeah. Uh, ten paces, and then you turn around and throw cheese at each other. Uh, apparently. I mean, I will lose this immediately because they're like, oh, no! No! Right, because they're going to ch- pick Limburger. I choose you, Limburger. <laughs> <laughs> I place Limburger face down in defense mode. <laughs> I love that you're using <laughs> you're using Yu-Gi-Oh! and I'm using Pokemon. Uh, well, we already did. It's true. We did do that. Oh, my gosh. So, cheese duel. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, this is how it works. Uh, Burkhart and Miller sit at a table, and if Burkhart could uh, slice a bit of Limburger cheese and Miller wouldn't retch, Miller would be forbidden from complaining about Wisconsin and cheese ever again. And Miller agreed. All right. The two met at the Julian Hotel in Dubuque, Iowa on March 8th. H. H. March 8th. 8th, 1935. <laughs> uh. So, of course, they weren't alone. They traveled with, like, their fans, their posses. Okay. It's like, uh, what's it, sharks and jets? Yes. You know, people snapping in their leather jackets, coming at each other. But, like, one of them's defending Limburger cheese, and the other one's like, hell no. The cheese and <laughs> the cheese boys and the mailmans. And the mailmans. <laughs> uh. And they, uh, they would, like, picture the highest tension game of, like, arm wrestling where two men just, like, sit across from each other at a table and all their fans are just, like, watching. Like, yeah, completely engulfing them, like, <laughs> in- encircling them. Uh. Beautiful. And, yeah, so the two sat across from each other at a table. Uh-huh. Uh, there were reporters there, flashbulbs. Oh, my gosh. Flickering. It's insane. uh Literally crazy. Burkhart placed box on the table, unwrapped it, and produced a very strong sample of his state's pride and joy. Beautiful. Praising not only its medicinal qualities, but boasting that nothing on earth tasted better with beer. Interesting. The tension was so thick you could cut it with a knife. Ah, oh, just like cheese. A uh, famed <laughs> Milwaukee <laughs> Journal reporter, Richard S. Davis, sent out a dispatch calling it a quote duel to the breath. Ew. Yep. <laughs> Ew. As Burkhart prepared to uh, push the slab of cheese over to Miller, he offered Miller a clothespin and a gas mask. But Miller just shook his head. First of all, gas mask. Right. Gas mask. Clothespins hurt. Don't do that. Uh, Miller just shook his head and meekly surrendered. I won't need that clothespin, he said. I haven't any sense of smell. Oh. The crowd gasped. (laughs) Isn't he the one who has been complaining about the stink? Uh, I mean, he just wouldn't wouldn't deliver it. But, like, because it's stink. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Okay. Let me see. Uh, well, Warren Miller is the postmaster. Oh, okay. So he's not the guy who wouldn't deliver it. Got right. it. I was confused by who he was. Um, okay.
1: Like I don't a- have any
0: sense of smell. Like, he sent it back, he just trusted his delivery guy. Right, right, okay. uh, On the grounds that it could fell an ox at 20 paces. (laughs) Uh, But the battle was, like, basically over before it even started. Uh, Burkhart was immediately declared the winner, and Miller had to agree to allow any and all Wisconsin cheese safe passage through Iowa's postal routes. Wait, but why? Because he threw up or something? Uh, Because, like, because it wasn't bad smelling. That was a rule. So, uh, Burkhart Cut the cheese and if uh like Miller Wretched. uh could like sit there and not wretch. Then they had to do it. Then they had to do it. Then it wasn't that bad. Okay. Then why did they pick the guy who can't smell things? They didn't know they didn't know we couldn't smell anything. Oh, well why did he go? That's stupid. Why <laughs> well, would he agree to that? <laughs> I don't know. That's so dumb. He made himself loose. Yep. Okay. Uh, I mean Iowa, they're not Here, Iowa's your turn. Iowa's they're not there's don't too smart. Hey, Iowa, it's punishment for you this week. (laughs) Iowa. You have to let that into your state. state. Into your state forever. Hooray, Limburger. So like 30 uh, newspaper, oh, newspapers in 30 states. Okay. Ran a picture of the olfactorily challenged miller looking bewildered next to a piece of steaming Limburger. Steaming. Uh, So the war is over now, right? You'd think. Wrong. Bum, bum, bum. The final battle was yet to come. It's the final battle. Uh, and this is this is so midwesterner it, it kind of hurts. Okay. So something Burkhart uh, said that nothing tasted better with beer was like it it took seed in Miller's head and was starting to ferment and grow. I see. Because every good Iowan knows that the best thing to eat with beer was smoked whitefish. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna kill someone. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and Miller wouldn't let it go. So, so he challenged dumb. he challenged Burkhart with another contest. Fight for the title of best snack in the world. What? is happening these are like dumb youtube videos that happen right now that i watch because it's my favorite people doing them but like what it's really bad top 10 best snacks in the world what are we reading cracked it's really bad really bad there's nothing wrong with cracked but like what uh and i'm not sure but like part of me wants to say whitefish just means like any whitefish like cod or Mm. Um, anything but another part of me was like is that the stuff that they ferment in the ground That's I'm gonna terrible. look cause I don't think it's any white fish mm-hmm. but it was well it is smoked white fish and I don't know if you can smoke the fermented stuff let me, let me look at what white fish is no not ski resorts <laughs> <laughs> I mean it doesn't look fermented there's like a a picture of it here but who knows? I mean it doesn't look appetizing. It's well this says that fishing terminology is it's basically any whitefish. Okay. But there is also like cape whitefish, which is a species. Sure. Probably not that, because there are no capes in Iowa. Sure. Well, don't, you could not be more cape-less. There's Atlantic whitefish, common whitefish, freshwater whitefish. Okay, so it's probably just some some kind of freshwater whitefish. Sure. Uh so they, this is called the the Battle of Beaver Dam, which I can't believe this. So uh, it's like the Battle of the Pyramids, and it's really <laughs> the Melon Patch, <laughs> it's you really know? the Melon and... Patch. Oh my gosh! So uh, the press, of course, got a whiff of the food feud. Mm. Yeah, a whiff. Oh gosh! And they convened um, at the neutral site chosen for the contest. Mm-hmm. The American Legion Hall in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, if you can imagine, this uh, meeting, this battle uh-huh. was even more fraught with tension than the first one. Oh gosh, <laughs> That's so stupid. Uh, there were there were judges this time. There's like a panel of judges. You know, in my episode, people died. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that woman died. We don't know. Mm-hmm. She's never mentioned again. She probably died of her a blocked sinus is Alex <laughs> is like are you kidding me <laughs> do you remember on my episode people drown from molasses in their lungs <laughs> like viciously knocked down buildings traumatically died trains there was property damage boats went through walls <laughs> uh there was litigation involved the, the most intense litigation that they've ever had in that state. <laughs> in that state. People are thinking of making uh, academic courses based around this incident. <laughs> and yours is cheese. Mine is cheese. Because I was really excited. I'm like, oh, we're going to have, like, two themed episodes, right? One after another. Right. is like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, because they're both, like, food-feud related or fe- food-like trauma related. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Alexa's not impressed with me right now. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> when do people die, though? <laughs> <laughs> they don't did you know mine had death in it? <laughs> they don't they still it like midwesterners and I'll tell you how okay so they have judges uh with so much at stake both sides used underhanded tactics do you know what they did what'd they do they bribed the judges with beer what that's not allowed uh like specific beer or just beer in general I assume the judge was gonna get beer anyway probably just beer okay Plied with beer, sure. Uh, the uh, fish heads would buy around and the cheese heads, and all the pallets were properly wetted, and then the showdown would begin. Mm-hmm. There's a subheading on this article; it just says "carnage." Carnage. First, uh, you know mine had real carnage. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh this no! Is so dumb. I mean, it's funny, but it's (laughs) dumb. First came the slice of Limburger with beer. Okay. Then the Iowans gave the judges smoked whitefish. Okay. And more beer. Mm Mm-hmm. The battle raged on. Limburger and beer, whitefish and beer. Limburger and beer, whitefish whitefish and beer. Whitefoot and... Whitefish and burr. (laughs) Are you drinking right now? You don't see any beer over there. (laughs) Uh... So finally, when the judges could take no more, they they're s- literally gonna vomit. They sent the least inebriated member of their <laughs> panel to the podium. Oh my gosh! It's so <laughs> ridiculous. As the judges decision. <laughs> it was unanimous. It was unanimous. Uh-huh. Everybody. Everyone said the same thing. Yeah, She's is so good. Really, it's so good. Fish and beer is really good too. Uh oh. But when you have, oh my! So when you have lim the cheese, yep, and fish, and, and beer, this is amazing! Oh my gosh, it's so good, Haley. But we don't have any fish and beer. How are we going to eat this cheese? It's going to be terrible. Well, uh, we can at least replicate the uh, the other Smelt- instances. <laughs> The instances that led to uh, riots and almost suicides. Okay. And caused uh, a roadster of the post office to decline a shipment several times. I do want to do both of these now, though. I'm like, I feel like we should... uh, I mean, we're in in Seattle. We already know what smoked fish is. I know, but I want to taste it with root beer. Okay. It's as close as I can get. Uh, I don't think you like beer, either. No, beer's terrible. So it's just root beer. Sorry, Germany. It's fine. Sorry, Canada. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> anyway. It's just, it's not good. Canadians really into beer? Uh, I mean, not as much it's as It It's like an American thing, too.
1: Americans oh, no. are really
0: into beer. Yeah. I think of, uh, I don't know, anyone who lives in the woods probably likes beer. <laughs> Sorry, people who live in the woods, <laughs> to stereotype you. We don't want people in the woods calling in with <laughs> complaints. <laughs> calling in. We don't have a phone number. <laughs> Can't. <laughs> Nobody he, can call it. In. in the woods. It'll take it'll take them a while. This to is a that radio out, show. <laughs> so, uh, I do insult people in the woods. Both sides were declared victorious. There was hmm. a huge keger filled with snacks. Okay. Burkhardt and Miller retained their respective state's honor, and Limburger cheese rose from being referred to as hazardous material to holding the co-title of best snack in the world. I disagree. That uh October, Monroe, Wisconsin held its annual Cheese Day parade and all the press coverage. <laughs> all the press coverage from the Limburger cheese war made it the biggest Cheese Day ever. Oh, 50,000 people showed up to bask in the glory, including the farmer's wife who had healed quite nicely, so she lived. Oh, that's great. Uh, Warren Miller. The cheese worked. <laughs> yeah. Warren Miller came all the way from Iowa and was given a place of honor in the parade right next to his friend John Burkhart. Oh, how sweet. How sweet. Ah, how sweet. Are you uh, are you ready to cut the cheese? They're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> or for the record, <laughs> if the mic didn't pick that up, Alexis said, you're so stupid. <laughs> Some terrible joke. <laughs> um, I've been waiting to make that for uh-huh. 30, almost 40 minutes. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to strive to you the smell and the taste of this cheese. So there are... Oh, no. There's condensation in there. Oh, no. What's, why is that bad? Well, I mean, it... Um, it's going to be much easier for it to get soaked into any absorbable. Ah, I see. Uh, I mean absorbent into our. There's no reason why absorbable. I had, there's no reason why I had to invent a new word for that. <laughs> so it's going to get into our bamboo uh, cutting board. Yeah, we're going to have to throw that out and burn it. I mean, I bought it for like four dollars. First uh, Target, So first Ziploc is opened. Uh, I mean, there's a bit of smell. It kind of smells like broccoli. Kind of like oh, it does. I hate broccoli. Like old, uh, kind it of over- smell as bad as broccoli. Like overcooked broccoli, like faint overcooked broccoli smell. Yeah, it's okay. not terrible yet. Okay, um, the innermost Ziploc, it's opened. I mean, it's still broccoli. Mostly. Okay, I'm still getting broccoli. Yeah, that's mostly all I smell. It's not as bad as broccoli though. I don't like, like broccoli at all. Broccoli gets very strong. It does. Okay, Limburger is is on the plate. And it's wrapped up in some kind of protective force, force field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keep refrigerated. Okay, I'm going to read it. Ingredients pasteurized milk, salt, microbial rennet, Renee? Renee, yeah. Uh, so. Bacterial cultures, and bacterium linens. Linens, oh. Bacteria make up uh, three of the five ingredients. <laughs> All right. Uh, product of Germany imported by there's little dents no one cares in the foil. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Open it up. Says keep refrigerated at max 39 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Bavarian made Limburger. Beautiful. That oh. probably terrible sound. It's Haley opening the foil for the cheese. Also, there's like weird signs on the cheese label. It's like how bold do you want it to be? So I don't understand if we're it supposed make to. make sense. If we're supposed to. Um, it's like it wants you to age it past its used by date, but like it doesn't tell you when that is on the package. We scoured it and could not find it. I mean, it's very, uh, it, it kind of feels like, like brie. It's, it's a soft cheese. Yeah. It's uh, more firm. Okay. kind of looks like Swiss. How, how large of a piece do you want? Uh, I'll do this. Okay. Take I'm, get, I'm taking the medium piece. Meeting piece? I mean, it doesn't smell good. Uh, it doesn't smell like awesome. Kind of up close. I'm kind of getting a bit of like horse stable. Yeah. It doesn't smell like something I want to eat. Uh, but like the, I guess like. It smells like feet. It does. Yeah. Uh, but like. You can't <laughs> it smell. It smells like it. sweaty feet. You can't smell it in the air though, which might be because it's cold. Maybe. Uh, like if you were. Am I supposed to eat this part? Um, The rind. The rind. I don't think I am. I mean that's where most of the bacteria is going to be. Oh no! Oh no! Sir. It's getting worse. <laughs> it's getting worse. As it warms to our touch, it's getting much worse. I feel yeah, it. my hands are good. Yeah, they smell like feet. Like as soon as your hands like touch the rind, and you kind of <laughs> this is going to sound really, really gross. Yeah. But so you know, my dad's missing a leg, mm-hmm. right? Um. So he has like a sock he wears on his leg, sure, and then he puts his leg, like his fake <laughs> oh, leg on. No, don't- it smells like, it smells like the sweaty, when he takes off his sweaty sock from his leg, like, it reminds me of my childhood. It smells, oh, so it's like a good smell for you. It's not, it's not horrible. Okay. It's not, that's not a good smell. Yeah. I want to say. Mm-hmm. But that's what the smell reminds me of. It smells it's, like stump sock. It smells like my dad's sweaty stump sock, yeah. <laughs> well, are we ready? Oh, are you? I mean, I guess so. Um... Am I eating the rind? That's my question. I'm, I'm eating a bit of the rind. Okay. Um, I'm not going to. Okay. First, I'm, At least my first bite, I'm not going to. Okay. I'm going to take off some of my rind because it scares me. Maybe I'll just take off all the rind. <laughs> it really scares me. Why does it scare you so much? Because that's where the bacteria is. Okay. okay. My okay. first bite, I'm not going to eat it. Are, are we ready? Yep. Okay. Go. Um, ooh, oh, no. Oh, swallow it quick! Oh no! It doesn't really taste like anything. Oh no! Oh gosh! Oh, the aftertaste. I don't taste it. Oh my gosh! Uh. <laughs> 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 oh gosh! Haley's, uh, Haley's gagging and wiping uh, her mouth out with a with a uh, napkin. Oh no! There's a foot in the back of my throat. Don't. Uh, oh, no. it's real bad. I'm gonna cut that out. It's so horribly gross. Gee, oh no. Um, really? Did you get none of that? It's not that bad. Oh, my gosh. Did you eat the rind? Uh, No. Okay. Did I you? Thought, no, but I thought maybe you did because you rinded so badly to it. Oh, no. The, the taste isn't that bad. Um, Even the texture's not bad. The rind is worse. Uh, But then you, you swallow, and it's just like this haze of foot is left in your mouth. Yeah, it's not that bad. I'm gonna go get one of my rye chips, because I hear the way you're supposed to eat this is like rye bread and a thick slice of onion, raw onion, and mm. then the cheese slice. And um, I would do the same except for I'm like 90% sure I'm allergic to rye. So keep the listeners entertained, I'll be right Sure, back. I'll talk about my rye allergy. Yeah. Um, every uh I used to be able to eat like all the Chex mix and it was good, but then like a few years ago, I would eat the, you know, dark colored chips, which are rye chips. And then it started making my throat feel like it was closing up, and I would cough a lot. So I'm pretty sure I'm allergic to rye. I don't know when that started happening, but it did. Did you hear that, listeners? We live in a haunted mansion. Mm-hmm. Arr. So these rye I wanna chips I want to eat are... it so bad because I love rye, but I don't want I don't it to kill me. Love rye chips. They're really good. And I hard. have never had rye bread. Do you know that? Really? Never actually had it. Hmm. Have you had like the swirled stuff they use for Rubens and no. stuff? No. Hmm. But now I can't because it might kill me. I have no um, opinion of rye bread, but I love rye chips. Mm. Rye chips are still so good. It's still with yummy salt. Yeah. But it'll kill me. Gosh, that is a huge chunk. Okay, here we go. Uh, better, but um, you know, the rye chip is very uh, <laughs> very flavored. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh no! Mm. Oh, it's feet. It's feet. It's just not that bad. Mm. Uh, it's like it's not too bad, but then then it catches you. I will say it's not hurting me. That the um, oh no, there it is! <laughs> oh gosh! Well, I, I can... also have a really bad sense of smell, though. Like I'm the same as that dude. Mm-hmm. Like I I only can smell if I put it really close to my face. Uh, like and like, if I take a, if I take a big whiff of the room, I can't smell it. Yeah, which surprised me. Like you can't smell it in the room. I thought this was gonna be like a smell explosion, right? But in the way it was described, which maybe like theirs was because yeah. we might have got. I mean, ours was cold, and it might just be like they make it less stinky now. Can yeah, you? could be. Um. Anyway, yeah, it's certainly not banned in an unrefrigerated package, right? That's for, probably pretty gnarly. For, uh, who knows how long. the heat? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could let it sit in this room for a couple days Let's and see. Not. <laughs> At some point, my relatives are going to stay in this room, and I don't want them mm. to have to stay in stinky cheese land. Like, it's not, it's it's not never as come back. bad as I thought it would be. It doesn't, even as, it doesn't smell as strongly as, like, blue cheese even.
1: Which, right.
0: Which I love. I love blue cheese. See, I don't like blue cheese, and that's why I asked you if it was blue cheese before you mm-hmm. ate it, because I was like, if it is, I might vomit. But this yeah. one, there, it's kind of like a like a velvety aftertaste. It's kind of velvety. Much know. better with the rye chip, but the rye chip is very strongly seasoned and flavored. Stop talking about it, because I want to eat it. Okay, okay, eat it. No, I don't want it to hurt me. Oh, if I thought no, you meant the cheese. The chip. Huh. No, not not so cheese. bad. The cheese I, doesn't hurt me. I would not kill myself over this. I mean, maybe if your husband ate it and then was trying to make out with you, and he had stinky cheese breath. Maybe. No, I'd, I'd just kill him. Well, what if it, like, comes through your sweat? You know how strong smells? Oh, like, like you sweat. Like it garlic out. does? Yeah. Maybe. And hmm. he's trying to have sex with you? Ew. And he smells like sweaty cheese, he man. smells like a giant sock. Yeah. A I giant mean, stump sock. And you had to live with it? Yeah, that would be pretty bad. You might kill yourself. <laughs> like, I am gonna kill myself! Over this! Over this! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I can definitely see how this would be better with smoked fish and when drunk. Sure. Everything tastes better when you're drunk. Right. (gasps) Maybe that we just discovered is because everyone in Northern Europe is constantly drunk. Hmm. Maybe. Like, a noticeable percentage of their diet is composed of some alcoholic something. Right. The people who like the stinkiest cheeses also have a lot of alcohol. (laughs) They do. Germany and France, both. Uh, Yep. You gotta be France is chugging that wine and Germany is all in the beer. If you are in your bottle... You don't have a lot of time for anything. They else. also have really strong like sausages and stuff in Germany. It's true, so, like they just like strongly flavored things. Mm-hmm. And then we already talked about Northern Europe and how they just don't have taste buds. Yeah, They're I want to s- I want to serve this to guests and not tell them what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's so mean. Um, and just like just like thinly sliced on a cheese platter. Sure. Uh, Ta- you have to take it off the rind because it's too obvious that it's something weird maybe i don't know if they like if it's just on a cheese plates you don't think to like smell it first but like no but i mean like this looks like normal but like yeah. if they can see the rind they're gonna think something's weird maybe they just think it's fancy i don't think so just americans fancy. don't like rinds true they don't like very many cheeses yeah boy that rind is uh something else yeah it was worse with the rind yeah that is pretty bad I'm pretty okay. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It's just like... I mean, you did wretch and you did scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I feel like you're remembering it wrong. That said, wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Whereas I just ate it and I was like, it's not good. Yes, your nose doesn't work. Yeah. i you eat a piece of that. She's eating it willingly. For the record, she's eating it willingly. It's not bad. You can't smell it. So it's not your bad. nose doesn't work, which means your taste buds don't work. That's why I don't like a lot of things. <laughs> You think you'd like more things because then it's just like the texture you're dealing with. No, no. I, don't need I have a lot of I have a lot of texture feelings too. <clears throat> mm. That's why I like all my stuff undercooked. No, yeah. it's like everything is burnt. That's no, too hard. Well, what do you think about? Um, I mean, I feel it's not a true experiment because we're not even trying to replicate the um, the same circumstances. I mean, I agree with that. It wasn't really supposed to be an experiment so much as just us trying the nasty cheese. Um, sure. But I mean, it. I will I'm definitely be taking it out of the fridge overnight and seeing how that helps. Even though the package is like, please don't send so un- refrigerator. Do not this. do that. <laughs> yeah, but um, put I'm it gonna. in your room. But I'm gonna. I mean, it'll be double bagged. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, not too bad. But there right. you go. It's just just the the aftertaste wasn't good. I mean, my mouth tastes kind of funny, but it doesn't taste bad. Mm-hmm. Freaking Northern Europeans. <laughs> now I see why we love it so much. Gosh, because you can't smell anything. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's true of all the people. I mean, that's just me. And I still don't like licorice, and I'm still afraid of lutvisk, but, you know. But have you tried it? I haven't. That's the thing. You're scared of the idea, but you haven't tried it. I mean, it sounds like the worst thing ever. But so did this. It's true. It's true. But I didn't like this. I just didn't hate it. Yeah. We should try Lunafisk. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy to get here. We got lots of... Lots, lots of Nords. Nords here, too, yeah. They have huge... A which huge is weird, Nordish because population. they came really far. They did. Because they aren't coming from the other way, because that's way too far. That's and then they just they got here and then all the way across the country, which mm-hmm. is bizarre yeah that is weird anyway oh man thank you for joining us for this weird cheese eating podcast experiment mm. find all our information at our website uh hysterical history dot fm that Haley reads off the card because she can't remember it i in always brain. i always get the dot com bit wrong yeah that's fair because it's not dot com it's not dot com. we also have an email um Hysterical History Podcast at gmail.com where we would love to hear your experiments with Limburger cheese or if you want to talk about something or if you just have any thoughts or feelings that you need to talk to someone about are there any other foods you want us to try and talk about any other stinky cheese slash other food wars that we could do we should get some durian Oh, we just have a stinky food time mm-hmm. I actually really want to eat durian me too. I know it's supposed to taste like rotten corpse flesh, but I still want to eat it. Well, it smells really bad, but I hear the, the taste is much better. Oh, I've heard it tastes just as bad. Really? <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Yeah. But we could do an episode about it. Certainly um, edible. Yes. But that's a case of a food that um, actually is officially banned from lots of places by the government. Yes, by many governments. <laughs> Uh anyway, countries. Countries. anyway. Thanks for joining us. Yes, and we will you will hear us next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>